Check it out. What a toe-faced-looking motherfucker. God damn it! Fucking American hero. Kill the motherfuckers! Who this bitch? Feel my artillery. My dick has seen too much. All right. Yeah. Fuck. Welcome to People Time. Oh, shit. Here we are. Yeah. Welcome to the show about people. Uh, it's happened during some time. Yeah. It's the People Show. Program. Pro- fuck. Program. Yeah. Where we talk about um, pe- people and times. People and time. We rarely talk about time. I mean, we talk about history, but we never like at 4 p.m. No. We could if we wanted to. Nah. Actually, today we're doing Eisenhower, and I have come to find out when it's a president, every fucking minute of their lives is recorded. Weird. Like, if if you wanted to know, you could be like, what did Eisenhower do on the afternoon of July 12th of 1956? And you'd be like, he was taking a leak. At that he took moment. a leak. He had an egg salad sandwich. He had a meeting with his chief of staff. Had some gas. <laughs> they recorded that, and I That's he all... farted three times. <laughs> One of them was quite long. One was surprisingly long. Not not world record breaking, but you know it was longer than normal. I'd yeah. say he looked very satisfied. <laughs> he was very excited about it, and then he went and played around a round of golf. Nice. Yeah, you can get all that shit about presidents if you want to. That's pretty weird. It's fucking strange. Yeah, and I came across way too much material to turn into a. And this is going to be this is going to be the most recorded of my life ever that anyone could ever find. If anyone ever, not that anyone wanted to, but yeah. if they did, it's going to be me talking about other people. <laughs> yeah, this, so, this and your Facebook arguments. Oh man, that's what you're leaving the world with. Oh, I got to go delete those. Nah, keep them. Everyone will be like, "What an asshole! What a dick!" <laughs> well, he's just going on another rant. Why are you fighting with anti-vax moms? <laughs> what the hell? They're dumb. Look. They are dumb. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. Like, unfortunately, I'm not. I'm not preaching to anybody that's. You know, it's either you agree with it, and you're like, yeah. well, yeah, but why are you engaging? Or it's the people that I'm engaging, and they're like, fuck you. That's so ridiculous. Yeah. I got the only things that gets me amped up is sports, and I got kicked off of a sports page for being a dick. <laughs> you really? <laughs> what were you arguing about? What'd you get kicked off for? It's the Utah Jazz fan page. That's hilarious. And there's an administrator on there who made a comment about our center, Rudy Gobert, not being very good, mm-hmm. which is astronomically idiotic. <laughs> He's, his stat sheet is ridiculously consistent. Is that what you told him? Oh, yeah, but how, did, but more as, how the fuck are you an admin <laughs> for a page like this when you're so much of an idiot? And how then, did your parents not like just, like just throw you away after they dropped you on the ground several times? And I, <laughs> and I then, just went off on her. And then the next day, you were no longer on the page. Well, they actually sent me a warning. <laughs> you got a warning and you still... And then, what happened after that? What? More of that type of shit. Like, <laughs> oh, you're going to give me a warning? Well, people will go on there and be like, here's who I think we should trade for. We're going to get James Harden if we trade for Thabo Cephalosha. And so I'll get on there and be like, you're a fucking retard and you should go apply for the coach position because obviously you know what you're talking about. And... <laughs> Yeah, I've never seen any of your Facebook posts where it seems like you're argumentative at all. So that's funny that it's the only thing that gets me worked up. And then yeah, they kick. They... All right, how would you put that into like kind of a nerdier way so I can understand? So like, if you're gonna change 
Picard for... <laughs> right. So if you're on a Star Trek fan page and someone is like, um, you know, uh, whoever, Data sucks. Data is not the smartest robot. I will fucking kill you. <laughs> How are you an admin page for this? Yeah. You idiot. Now I understand that idiot. He's an artificial intelligence. He's the best, too. God, he's so amazing. Yeah. And then they kick you off the page because you... Like the one, they were wrong. You criticize them, but then you take it that next step where you're like, also, you're an idiot. <laughs> and I looked at your page and you have an ugly face, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. I would love to see these posts. I, w- I wish I could get on this page just so I can go find them because... I don't know if they deleted them or not. I can't access the page anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. All right. Well, do we want to do the fact of the day? Hell yeah. Am I doing the fact of the day? I don't have any facts. Oh. I don't know anything to present. It's going to have to be you. Okay. Well, I've got one that's pretty interesting I thought was cool. So uh, there was a man who was named uh, Sutomo Sotumu Yamagachi. Yamagachi. Who was in uh, Hiroshima when the first atom bomb was dropped. Now, he didn't die. He survived. Well, And he was just there at the time? Yeah, he was there when the bomb dropped. Um, wow. And then, weirdly enough, he then traveled to his home, which is in... Nagasaki. Uh-oh. The day before the second atom bomb was dropped. Oh, uh, what the fuck? And he survived that one too. Cuz he's like, that sucked. I better go home and like regroup and then And then they bombed oh. that one too. Shit. So he survived both of the atomic bombs and he lived uh, uh, actually um to be 93. So I guess the radiation and stuff didn't uh How the fuck is that possible? I don't know. It doesn't say unfortunately how far away he was. So obviously he wasn't within the blast range of just being yeah, completely obliterated. But still if he witnessed both that's crazy. Yeah, he's probably the one guy who yeah. did, who's done that. Yeah. Could you imagine the feelings running through you, like, when you're in Nagasaki, you're like, are they targeting me? What the <laughs> fuck? Like, what did I do? Is there some time traveler who's, like, trying to kill the inventor of Tamagotchi, they <laughs> fucked up, and they're like, oh, it's Yamagotchi, but they tried to kill him anyway. And they're like, I think he's going to be uh, at this place at this time, and then, yeah. oh, we missed? All right, okay, I guess what? I know where he's going to be soon. Yeah, we know where he lives. <laughs> So they dropped the bomb on his house, and he's commuting there like, ah, oh, fuck, <laughs> every time. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be scary as shit when you're like, one is obviously one big giant bomb that's the biggest one that's been dropped ever, you know, at that point. Yeah. And to be like, oh, shit, okay, well, they're, uh, yeah, they're trying to destroy us, so. And then another one comes, and you're like, fuck, is there anywhere that's safe? That's true. He probably just thought all of Japan was being leveled. Yeah, I don't know what you'd think, yeah. That sucks. But uh, luckily he survived, so that's that's good news. Yeah. I mean, he probably saw some pretty horrific shit. Yeah. I read, uh, there's a book called Hiroshima. It yeah. came out like, shortly after the war, and they describe what they called um, alligator ant people, hmm. which were people who were so close to the blast that like their skin yeah. melted and then, and then dried, and it looked like an alligator skin. Yeah. And their eyes like melted, so they... They just wandered around like it's ants. So brutal. I can't. What the fuck? Yeah, the, I I don't think that was this guy, but I heard that there was a, a story of a guy who was at the first bombing and he crawled away because he was kind of in that scenario of being that. And I guess uh, they took him to a hospital or whatever to get treatment, mm. and that he was heading to where the second bomb was dropped. Oh, I don't shit. know if he saw it or not, but yeah. I mean, I guess if they're that close, there's probably a lot of people like that who like maybe worked in Hiroshima, lived in Nagasaki. Is that how you pronounce it? Maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. I don't know. Hiroshima, Hiroshima. Oh, I, I actually, does it doesn't matter. That's the English name, anyways, right? Fuck. I don't know. 
Because, like, Japan doesn't... They don't call themselves Japan there. They have a different word completely. Do they? It's like every country, yeah. Oh. Like, Germany is Deutschland. Deutschland. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you're English-speaking, I think it then does. You know, England is England, but... What the fuck do they know, anyway? I, I, and I, that still boggles me, because why... Why don't we just call it what they call it? <laughs> like, why don't we call it Deutschland, and why don't we call it Japan whatever they call Japan? It seems fair. We're just like, now nah, we're going to give you a new name because it's easier for us to remember and pronounce, I guess. I don't yeah, know. It's like Indians. Like, I don't give a shit that you're Oglala. You're uh, an Indian. They're like, that's not even the same continent. <laughs> well, whatever. You're an Indian. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we call you now. It's terrible. Whatever. You look like them. Like, no, I don't. <laughs> no, you do enough. Yeah, I don't know what you guys are, so I'm just going to... Next closest thing I can think of. <clears throat> yeah, whatever comes to my mind, that's how you're going to be defined the rest of your life. Good old Columbus. Yeah, some people still call him that today. Yeah, I think a lot of people do. And you know what? Days. Anytime I ever met someone in today's age that says, you know, like the Indians, I'm always like, I can't help it. I just, it pops out of my mouth and I'm like, Native Americans. And anytime I've ever said that to anyone that now says Indians today, I always get yelled at. Like, oh, oh yeah. my God, are you kidding me? So politically correct. I'm, I'm sorry, that's just, they're not Indians. You fucking libtard. <laughs> Snowflake. Oh my God. Yeah. You're such a cuck. <laughs> they're Indians. I guess that's what, I guess that's what English speakers do is they just rename whatever they feel like. Whatever the fuck we feel like. Whatever. I'm into that. I like calling people whatever I feel like. That's cool. <laughs> anyway, so we're doing you. Welcome uh, to People Time. Oh, what's your name? My name's uh, shit. The Ghost of Abe Vagoda. Whoa, what's that? The Ghost of Abe Vagoda. Yeah, uh, Vagoda. I Vagoda. Yeah, I'm his ghost. I'm trying to battle the ghost of Tila Tequila because she keeps haunting me. Still. Yeah. Jesus. She's still in my house, like trying to like skank, walk around, and, and catch some of those ghost vodka shots. And so I'm the yeah, I'm trying to fight her as. Did you get some of those ghost um, STDs that we were talking about before? Yeah, I got all of them. Oh, man. That's why I switched to Abe, um, because he seems like a classical guy who wouldn't have STDs. No, totally does. Well, I'm going to call you ghost, because that's going to be the easiest way for me to remember. Well, if you're ghost, I want to be like something cool like... Yeah, that's a cool I'm name. Phantom. Oh. Yeah. What are you phantom of? I wasn't prepared for any questions on that. Oh, um, sorry. All right, Phantom. Oh, thanks. I salute you. Welcome to the Phantom and Ghost show. Oh, man. Remember Space Ghost? Anyway, sorry. Ah, uh, what a great Coast fucking show. Okay. That's one of my favorite shows. So good. Brack. What was his name? Yeah. Brack? Yeah, Brack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so we're going on the, sh uh, the program, which is, oh, we're doing Eisenhower, right? Yep. Nice. Uh, Ike. I don't know anything about Eisenhower. Serious? Serious. I think I know very, very little. Sure. So this will be perfect time for me to learn. What, what, I mean, what do you think you do know, potentially? He was a president, and that's about it. Fuck See, me. told you it was very little. Well, there's actually not a lot more to know. Oh, he was a president, okay. Podcast of, of the United States or what? I'm not totally sure. Puerto what? Rico, I think. Hmm. Michigan. <laughs> so you don't like him? <laughs> Fuck him. He's got a toe-headed, toe-face-looking <laughs> motherfucker. Oh. I have conflicted feelings about Ike, but he does. Ha his face looks like a big toe or maybe like an uncircumcised penis. Does it? Oh, yeah. He's not a great... I'm going to have to look up what his picture looks like. Eh. People always say he's handsome-eyed. Eh. You don't see it, huh? No. Looks not like your cup toe. of tea? No. Looks like a big fucking toe to me with like an infection. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely got to check this out. Though. Yeah, Google him. The picture of that we'll put on the uh, podcast, you'll be able to see what he looks like. I'm yeah. Sure. That, if you're listening to this, look at the picture right now. He looks like a toe. <laughs> But he's an American hero, my bad. I'm sorry. Sorry, Ike. Oh. If well, the ghost of Ike starts 
haunting me too. I'd be I'm gonna be overwhelmed. Hmm. It'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. What well, when was he born? What time frame are we talking about here? Uh he was actually born in eighteen ninety. Damn. And I wanted to give a quick um like preface here. I, I looked into him because I I recently was researching like Anne Frank and Joseph Mengele. Yeah. And so I just wanted to get into a story where Nazis get their faces stomped. That's good. And yeah, he, he was a big part of World War II. So that's what led me to it. But Perfect. Come to find out, there's a lot. There's a fucking lot. <laughs> just holy well, fuck. Well, you showed me the book that you were uh, you read to research it. And plus you have another book that was about the same size. What, what was the book yeah. that you read that's right here? This one is uh, Stephen Ambrose, uh, Soldier and President. Damn. Yeah. It's, it's a big book. It's very large. Uh, it's actually a condensed two-volume thing. Oh. But, yeah, I read quite a bit, and there's not a lot of documentaries, so it took a lot, like a long time, because <laughs> I had to, like, read all the books. Yeah. There's a lot to know, but, it, you know, I'm not an historian. I don't, you know, I'm not Dan Carlin. Yeah. I, I don't know shit. I just read a few things, and now I'm going to tell you about them. <laughs> so this is not... Uh, and you think this is, how long, is this going to be a two-episoder? It's like eight episodes. Oh, okay. Now we can we can cut it to two. Two episodes. All right. Yeah. So we'll have a we'll have the second one ready for you right after this one then. Yeah, I don't like separating it by like a week no, or whatever. That's stupid. Not if it's the same person. Why? Why? We're Why not gonna that? fuck our fans. Our three fans. Yeah, we're not gonna fuck them. Yeah, we won't do you like that. No, I will do you if you're into it. Well, one of the fans is your wife, so. Yeah, I'll do her if she's into it. <laughs> the other one of the other fans is your wife, so I'll, I'll avoid that. But whoever the no, other person she is, she might be into. It, I don't know. Probably. I don't know, I've never, I've never proposed that to her, mm-hmm. but whoever the other person is, I'll fuck you, whoever you are. I'm the third fan. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of our own show. Unfortunately. This is working out. Yeah. yeah. At least I already know everybody. Yeah. Perfect. Well, and all these uh, resources, because he's a president. There's a lot of dick sucking. Um, really? Yeah. Like not in the story. Like oh, to him. Like uh, oh, he's he's the greatest. He's so strong. He's the best president ever. He, he's so insightful. And I don't, I don't know. It's not how I came away with it. I have a conflicted feelings about Ooh, it. Oh, I want to hear that. Okay. He's a smart guy. I don't think he's a good guy. Well, I, good. He's a prick. I think that's interesting. And, and uh, yeah, he did some cool stuff, too. Some nice stuff. So he was born in the 1890s, which would give you the time frame about when... I always reference the Wright brothers because it's the easiest one for me to hey, remember. right there. So they're... they're not they're in their bicycle shop right now. They haven't gotten started their planes yet, but they're uh, they're just about to. So that's the time frame. They're modern modern flight or any human flight for that matter really hasn't even come to pass. And yet we're gonna go into World War Two where we were using planes to drop bombs and shit. Yeah, I mean everything the Wright brothers did led right into what Ike did. Perfect. Yeah. Aside from the like the brother fucking. Well, we don't know for sure, do we? That's actually I don't know. That's true. Does he have a brother? He has seven. He's got a ton of brothers. There's seven times well, more of a chance. Six, so there's seven brothers all together. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe that happened. <laughs> Some Eisenhower. We're not saying it did. We're just saying it's it's always possible. Just saying maybe. I didn't. I we, said this stuff is available. I didn't read all of it. Yeah. I mean, I read a lot. Yeah. But none of his brothers were like Ike's dick, though. <laughs> not as good as my wife's dick. Oh. Which is the other brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he's born uh, March 14th of 1892. Uh, David Dwight and uh, Ida Eisenhower. Okay. And they are, ironically, of German descent. 
one generation removed. But there, obviously, uh, he was born in the United States. He had to have been, right, to be a president. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, he was born in Texas, and then they moved shortly to Abilene, Kansas, Mm. which is a two-hour drive uh, away from where Amelia Earhart grew up. Oh. And seven years apart. She she was born in 1897. Oh, cool. So they're They're contemporary-ish until she disappeared was abducted or towns yeah yeah uh well he had like a really classic american upbringing in kansas you know seven brother or six brothers uh fighting over two rooms that the the brothers all had to share why did people have so many kids what 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 brother was he do you know what what line his um he was somewhere in the middle okay so yeah at least i guess once you get you know if one of yours is ends up being a president i guess you can have seven you know that's good that's true. If you have seven and then you work really hard at it, maybe one of them will end up being awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, all his brothers went on to do interesting, different stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah. They're well, all upstanding enough. Was his, was his parents intelligent? Like, were they relatively educated and or they educate their kids? No. Any specific? I okay. mean, I don't think they were particularly educated and they actually, like, owned a creamery. That's hmm. just what they did. Nice. Just... Right there, down home, America, Kansas. All right. Proud uh, Kansanite? Kansonian? What it? Kansanzanonian. Right. Kansanzanzan. Mm-hmm. Well, they were uh, Mennonites, which is like, it's a, it's a Christian sect. Right. But they're pacifist. So that's also ironic about what, what he goes on to He's do. a pacifist? He was a pacifist? Well, he was raised in a religion that was pacifist. Oh. But he never actually like identified with a specific Christian religion. No, oh, okay. As an adult, and he got baptized in the White House, so he sort of he did. They could do that there. I mean, I guess they can do whatever they want. Yeah, I mean, he just had a guy come do it to him. A guy did him in the White House. Hmm. Uh, bathed him in the clean waters. How old was of he? Christ? <laughs> Is that normal? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No, I don't. I, I don't know why he did that. I mean, I mean, how many people can say that they were, you know, president and also got baptized in their own? Yeah, way, he just wanted to else. drop the mic and be like, "Who else? Yeah. What? <laughs> Toe face did it? Well, <laughs> well, uh, he uh, his his dad was he described as um, strict." He was the supreme justice of the house. The application of stick to skin was a routine affair. Hmm. So he's beating the shit out of his kids. Yeah. And his mom... uh, Watched. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're pacifists here. (laughs) Yeah, how's that work out? I I guess I don't know. Is discipline different than, I guess? Yeah. But he did look up to his mom. She was was his greatest personal influence in life. Um, Oh, I was also going to mention he was... So he is... um, uh, Dwight Eisenhower, Dwight D, but he was born David Dwight. What? So his name got changed? His mom flipped him around. Why? Because his dad's name was David, and she didn't want two Davids in the house. She's like, that's annoying. Which is odd. So another person on People Time that had a name that they were born with that got later they changed? They fucking changed. Yeah. Very odd. I need to change my name. I've got to do something great. Yeah, we do need to change our names. Something well, great. we have been changing our names. Every podcast. Shit. Oh, yeah. I guess we gotta do it like formally, consistently. Yeah. Well, I am now officially the ghost of Abe Vigoda. I'm officially Phantom. That's not a bad name to have forever. I think I think I'll get made sweet. fun of for it. No, if somebody looks at an application like Phantom, fuck yeah, I want to get that. Hire that man. Yeah, let's get that guy in here. Him and his jet and his cloak. And he's gonna do some stuff. I can see great things. Yeah, he's gonna walk through walls. 
and scare clients. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. <laughs> um, well, he was actually born. So I said he was born. He was actually born uh, Dwigged Danger. <laughs> His name was Dwigged Danger. Fart? Oh, what I Fart. thought. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he goes by Dwight. Well, he actually goes by Ike Jr. or Little Ike. And his brother Edgar goes by Big Ike, but later in life, he's just Ike. No, oh, yeah. Well, once you're the president, you get to claim the full name of Ike. Yeah, he called Edgar. He's like, "You're not Ike anymore. <laughs> I'm fucking Ike." That's a cool name, though, Ike. I, I like it. Yeah, yeah. It helps later when he's campaigning. It rhymes with like. Yeah, because Dwight doesn't really rhyme with like. No, I, I. Let's go fight with Dwight. That's I fight good. for Dwight. Shit, man, that's actually. Oh, you fucked up, Ike. That's <laughs> what you should have went with. Um, well, little Ike had, uh, you know, a regular upbringing in America. He was, didn't give too much of a shit about school. Uh, loved military history. Had a crazy rage issue. Really? Yeah, and he was described as unruly, and he would throw temper temper tantrums. Was this like when he was like in elementary, or just in general? Um, yeah, through elementary and into like teenagerhood. He was just a mad little kid. That's pretty funny. And his mom told him that man conquers the self greater than man conquers a city. Hmm. And he that inspired him to... Chill out? Not throw temper tantrums. Oh, okay. He still does. Yeah. Uh, but he liked to hunt, camp, poker, fist fight. You know. Yeah. Kids back then. I didn't play poker when I was a kid. Me neither. Yeah. Um, he fucked up his knee at one point. He got like an infection in it. And the doctor was going to amputate it. And he told his brother, he's like, you can't let them cut my leg off. So while he was laying in bed, uh, in and out of a coma, his brother like stood outside the door. And he's like, you can't go in there. What? He didn't let the doctor in. And he got better and kept his leg. So that That's worked out. It's a good thing that they, that they did that. Right? Ah. It's weird foresight. And especially because like, if they didn't, he just wouldn't have that leg that would have been fine, apparently. Yeah. He so. healed. Yeah. The fuck does that doctor know? Well, in 1911, he goes to uh, West Point, the military university. Hmm. And he didn't initially go there to join the military. He went there because it's free. It's free to go to West Point if you pass the test. Oh, nice. It's a military school, so you go directly into service. And uh, they had a good football team. That's his thing. Oh. He just wanted to play football. Was he good? Yeah. They said he was very good. He huh. played... Uh, uh, linebacker and running back. And they What's said, that in like Star Trek terms? Is that see like the so it's like when you know where Worf yeah. stands on the bridge, security guard, yeah, he's security, the, yeah, and he does like the controls up there. Yeah, that's what Dwight was doing for the, the West Point varsity football team. Oh, thanks. Yeah, when he when he used sports, I'm like, huh, what? <laughs> yeah, you know, linebacker. He's not the guy that throws the ball. He's not the guy that thrust the ball. <laughs> that? That's like the that's like the shooting guard or something. Yeah, that's the it's the the point guard. Oh, okay. Of the football club. Nice. Yeah. Well, he yeah said that they it said that he was a good football player and he smoked and would get in trouble and be smoked. late to classes. Yeah, he's a huge like cigarette cigarettes. Smoker. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't laugh. It was weed. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> he did inhale. Hmm. Yeah. No, I don't know where weed is at this point. I think if you're a white kid, weed is something that doesn't come up at yeah. that point. Something Pretty else. early on, yeah. Yeah, those jazz Negroes are into in Chicago or whatever. The cool cats? Yeah. Yeah. The, the swinging cats. The hopping music. Well, uh, while playing football, he fucked up his knee again, 
and uh, they wouldn't let him play football anymore. So he became the coach of the junior vos- varsity team. And uh, Was any good at that? Yeah, they said he was good. He, he ran it like a coach. Nice. They're like a general. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> I was like, that's good. They yeah, ran it like a He coached like a coach? That makes fucking sense. Perfect. <laughs> I'm glad he didn't coach it like a, you know, a teacher that does Yeah, or like a painter. Boring. Or, he, did, he didn't coach like a gas station attendant? <laughs> yeah. That's probably good. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, nice job, Ike. <laughs> uh, well, right when he graduates, he graduates the middle of his class, not superior, in 1915, and is made second lieutenant, and he marries... Man, Sorry. how did this guy get so high up in the ranks? His education wasn't necessarily super he's, high. His... He's a pretty smart guy. But he just, yeah, was it just in the military that he kind of made a lot of his name? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he, he was a good soldier, even though he, yeah, he had some anger issues and he was unruly, but... That works in the military, especially in that time frame. I'm sure that's like, yeah, you're screaming? Go do that over there at those people. Perfect. They love that machismo shit over there. Yeah, go go yeah. punch that guy in the face. Which is what they recognize. They just kept putting him in charge of shit. So nice. Like, yeah, I can yell at people really well. <laughs> there you go. He can coach them like a general. Apparently, so good Bob Ross. You know oh, that's him? right. Yeah, he was some kind of. Uh, he was a drill sergeant, I think. Right. And he screamed at people, and then he got out of there and was like, "I don't want to scream anymore." And then he went and painted and was like, "See this bush over here? This is we're gonna oh, this our nice. secret little bush, and we're gonna put a tree. We're gonna give him a friend." And he stopped screaming. So all that quiet talk is like restrained rage. I don't think it's restrained. I think it's like he did all of his rage and he's like, okay, that's all. Tired, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I respect Bob for that. Yeah. Ike never really stopped screaming. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm going to try and make that evident, but, you know, because everything was written down in posterity reasons. Right. It's not brought up, but it's implied that he's a very angry man who's yelling constantly. <laughs> <laughs> More or less. I like to think of that just even in normal scenarios. They're like, hey, you want to speak you up something? He's like, yeah, give me a fucking steak. You know what I want. God damn it. You know what I want. I'm always going to tell you what I want. God damn it. <laughs> and these fucking morons. I'm surrounded by morons. How am I supposed to coach this this uh, army crew? With fucking idiots. <laughs> That's how Ike is. Okay, cool. I got the picture now. But So if you really want to see it, it's a big toe <laughs> yelling. Oh, okay, I take off my sock and just yell and make it look like it's <laughs> it's good just look at your toe and be like arr, 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 arr. just move your toe around oh this is history look at this history <laughs> well he uh he met mary geneva dowd who goes by mamie mamie what what how old was he when he got married what time frame are we talking about here now uh this is 1915 oh okay so, so he, he got married he's 25 24 25 yeah and she is like nineteen. Oh, pretty hot. He's like, yeah, what up? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's very classic uh, courtship, you know. She called or he called her saucy. Oh. She called him the the handsomest man she'd ever to seen. Ever yell. And they danced and they did the twist and then they got married it, within a year. Oh damn. Yeah. Good job. So. Um, this was a part of his biography I did look a lot into, and there was a lot of penis insertion. Uh, with just his wife? Yeah, into Mamie. Oh, okay. So, you know, like 4.45, um, August 3rd of 1916, yeah, he was giving it to her. <laughs> no, that was, that was Kansas style. Biography, huh? Yeah, I mean, I wanted to look at the, the essential stuff. <laughs> of course. And then after they got fried chicken. Oh, okay. It was awesome. Kansas. 
Um, and Mamie, I don't know why she goes by Mamie. I don't know. Couldn't find that, but that's what she goes by. Nice. And uh, she just follows him. So he's in the military, and they just move constantly. Yeah. So at first, they're in San Antonio, uh, and World War One starts, and he's training the 57th Infantry, and he wanted to fight, and they were like, no, you're going to go, uh, Georgia to train officers. Like, okay. So he gets promoted to captain. Nice. Uh, they have a son named Dowd. Who's born? What the? <laughs> Dowd? Well, that Dowd is her maiden name. Oh. And they name his first name Dowd. Well, that's stupid. They should name him Wellen. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. Wellen. Wellen what? Dowd. They should have named him Wellen. I'm sorry. Okay. You you having fun? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, having to, I'm sorry. I'm stupid. That's actually pretty good. It's dumb. Like, Wellen. Dowd. <laughs> and then just wink every time he says it. And then the other person has to just go, oh, my God. Why do we hang out with you? I fucking hate you. Yeah, I know you're related to Eisenhower and everything, but <laughs> Ike's in the other room. That's a funny goddamn joke. You know it is. We're <laughs> the chicken. I mean, oftentimes, if I ever had kids, which is not just going to happen, but if I ever did, I often think, like, it'd be pretty funny to name a kid something that's just, like, everyone else is going to be like, God damn it. I'm like, it's still funny. Like, that's why I did it. Hey, your reaction is the funniest this part. It's the best. It's never, it's old for me. <laughs> he has to live with it, man. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. He's here for my entertainment. <laughs> Dowd. Um, well, they actually called him, uh, I don't know if it's pronounced Ikey or Icky. But it's you know it's probably Ike. I would have, I would imagine, but maybe Icky. Spelled Icky. <laughs> I saw that. It was like, Why? You know, little Dowd was born, and they called him Icky, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> fucked up thing to say. <laughs> maybe they were like Icky, like yeah. yeah. He looks covered in stuff. I don't know. So you got a big toe for a dad and a weird little toe for a <laughs> Icky. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I feel bad that we're making fun of him because he. <laughs> Uh, poor little Ike actually got scarlet fever when he was a toddler and died, and oh. that was really hard on me. I them. wish you would have told me that before I said all this stuff I did. I wanted to let you go to the... <laughs> hey, you joined in. Fuck you. I'm part of it. Little Ike's dead. Little, okay. little Ike's in the ground. So he said he made it to five years old? He's a toddler. I mean, I saw yeah. I saw different numbers. Some people said two, three, oh. four. It's yeah. somewhere young. Baby. Before, yeah. He was a little baby. Uh, scarlet fever, you know, killed a lot of people back then. Nobody was super surprised. What is what is scarlet fever? I don't know. I haven't heard of that. Um, it's like a fever you get that doctors call scarlet. Oh, cool. Okay, go on. So, like, if you have a fever, you have to like a hurricane. You know, like when you have a hurricane, you're like, oh, it's a hurricane. Hurricane Todd. Mm-hmm. The doctor's like, you have a fever, and I'm naming it scarlet. Nice. Like I had, I had uh, uh, Phyllis fever once when I was a kid. Phyllis fever. Yeah. Hmm. I had a, a Walter. I've had uh, I've had Robin diarrhea once. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know they named diarrhea. Oh, I just named it because I was like, <laughs> "This is a bad one." I needs a name. This feels like, like <laughs> this feels like Robin coming. Out. <laughs> it's painful and hot. I don't feel good. I gotta go lay down. And I could tell it's not gonna stop all day. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those ones that reoccurs. Like you think you're done, and you get up, and like five minutes later, you're like, no. Nope, oh my god, those are the worst. I should name those. <laughs> like you, goddamn, <laughs> Jessica shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Stephanie, goddamn shit. Goddamn. Yeah, but the worst is the uh, I'd say the Richard diarrhea, which I mean, Richard. it's short for Richard Dick diarrhea. <laughs> it, pa- it paints a different picture though. That's a that's a very there's a lot of imagery in my mind. When that's you say, so awful sounding. Ah, oh, I got the dick diarrhea. 
Ah, all right. <laughs> Sounds like it's diarrhea coming out of the wrong area. I'm yeah. trying to, yeah. Oh, I gotta go to the doctor, man. Was that like your dick is covered in diarrhea, or is diarrhea coming out of your dick? I don't want to think about. It. I don't know. They if, both sound awful. If diarrhea came out of your dick, like, oh my god, your organs are all fucked up and intermingling. <laughs> this is That's what awesome. this is what you're listening to right now. Welcome <laughs> to learning about a goddamn president and dick diarrhea. Yeah. Well, he uh, <laughs> he trains a tank battalion in uh 1918 and he prepares like 10,000 men and 600 officers. Oh damn, that's for, a lot of people. Yeah, they're getting prepared for World War 1 cuz they're like America, we're going in. Yeah. Whoa. Fuck them Germans and what have you. God, I know so little about World War 1. There's not a lot to know. Oh good. World War 2 is like the bigger World War 1. It's pretty much the same thing. Germans being assholes trying to take over. I only know the beginning part of World War One, but that's about it. Like Franz Ferdinand? Yep, that's yeah. the one. He came in and was like, you're now our people. And they're like, what the fuck? We just got our freedom. Yeah. And then, hence, war Well, ensued. Everybody had, like, treaties with each other. So everyone got pulled in and Even World though it wasn't one. their fucking issue. Yeah. So, and America didn't have that contract with anybody, but... Yeah, why did we... Why did World War... I think we came over because we saw an opportunity, like... Money. Let's go clean this shit up, yeah. And in 1918, in October, he's like... uh, Well, he's actually called to lead his battalion into France. And he's like, fuck, yes! There you go, now he's gonna actually be... This is what we've been ready for. Overseas. So he puts on his nice clean suit, gets his shoes clean, and uh, Germany signs an armistice and... In World War over. <laughs> Does he even make it to France? Uh-uh. They, uh. they never even leave. <laughs> and he felt like a huge failure because he's like, well... I he mean- felt like a failure because the war ended? <laughs> well, he said he felt like he missed out on the greatest war of all time. Uh, little does he know. Yeah, he didn't totally know what was coming. <laughs> well, he did feel like a failure, but he, um, he keeps doing his military career, training people. He meets uh, George Patton. Who's George Patton? Um, military general, really hot-headed, loud motherfucker who, uh, you know, my grandpa was in World War II and he fought under Patton. Oh, really? Yeah, and he said that he was just a tough motherfucker, which, yeah, from what I've read is the case. Oh, okay. He's a loud mouth, egotistical, aggressive, crazy guy. Was he good at his position? Yeah, very good general. Yeah. Kind of an asshole. Well, I mean, I think that's kind of generally how they are, right? Yeah, generally. <laughs> Sorry. Generally. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, and uh, I think that is, yeah. I mean, if you're really good at something, sometimes it goes to your head and you're just a dick. Yeah. Whatever. Well, in the military, especially once you go up the ranks, I think that's just, I think most people don't like you if you're below, if they're below you. Because you're yelling at them the whole time. I mean, they probably respect you, you know, but. Mm. You got to be tough. Yeah. People need to be afraid of you. Yeah. To a degree. I mean, that's how I am with checkers. You got to be more scary than bullets coming at you because that guy's telling you to run towards them. <laughs> right. And you're like, oh, okay, I better. That guy's scary. Like, I don't want to get screamed at again. I'm running <laughs> towards the sound of gunfire. <laughs> that's how Patton was. Well, Patton introduced uh, Ike to a general named Fox Connor who doesn't really come up again, but in Ike's memoirs, he fucking loves Fox Connor. Fox that's Con- a good name, Fox Connor. Right? Damn. That's a solid kick-ass name. He sounds like he should have his own TV show. Sounds like, yeah, it sounds like he like should a be... a cop drama or something. Like a Terminator spinoff. Yeah. Fox Connor. Yeah. Let me say, did you say Fox Hunter? No, Fox Connor. I still am not getting any Fox. He said Fox Hunter. Fox Hunter. 
And that's, and that's most of the show. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> and then... Why did Ike like him so much? Because uh, Connor is like a military intellectual. He's like, so fighting wars are, you know, two sides don't get along. You both got weapons. You run at each other. But Fox Connor was like, well, if you break it down, there's there's psychology and there's... There's philosophy mixed in in it, and they would spend hours Plain discussing risk. just risk. <laughs> and Fox would tell him like, "So the reason I did," and I was like, "What?" He's like, "He's the greatest." The Ukraine. He's like, "The Ukraine is weak, dude." Is that how he talked? I hope. I have no idea. Of He's so does. great. It well, reminds me of Bill Burr's. Horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, Fox introduced him to, maybe not introduced him, but like in a deeper level to Plato and guys like that. And, uh, there's a military philosopher named Carl von Clausewitz. Sounds German. He is German. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, he wrote a lot about war. So it just got, I really psyched about thinking about war in a larger context. And the more, sounds like kind of, uh, yeah. Yeah. More, more. I mean, if you're going to go on. Deeper. Poetic. Ah, war as poetry. Yeah. Many men have very hard dicks right now when you say that term. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's an art form. I mean, it's kind of a, uh, you know, you, you got your head up your own ass a bit there, but because you're like, yeah. this is, you know. I mean, like shooting Osama Bin Laden in the head and dumping his body in the ocean like trash. Yeah. It's poetry. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's what that's what Fox. That's what Connor. Fox is all about. Connor. So what he's saying is, you know, war can be a legitimate study topic, but he said, of course. And Ike took carried that with him the rest of his life. He had a little piece of paper in his pocket that just said, "How was spelled?" Yeah, it's just consonants. Well, he served in Panama briefly. Uh, Mamie hated it. She said it was crazy humid and they lived in like a hut on stilts. Hmm. And um, they, uh, oh, in tw 1922, they have a new son named John Sheldon. Uh, Sheldon. Yeah, John Sheldon. Sheldon's the name of my pet snail, by the way, everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he eats lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> Has he, uh, is he still one snail? Do snails turn into two? Aren't they asexual? Or am I thinking of something else? No, they are asexual, but like they lay their own eggs and then fertilize their own eggs. Yeah. So he he's not made a family yet. Huh. So I he's enjoying his single life and he likes the solitude. Bachelor. Yeah. Yeah. They say that they're social animals and you're supposed to put like a friend in there, but you, you, they have to be the same size because they fucking eat each other. Were they really? Yeah. Oh my god. And I'm kind of. Scared. You don't, want, you don't want Sheldon to die. Well, I don't want to put a little one in there and watch him die, and I don't yeah. want to put a big one in there and have Sheldon die, so he's just alone. Yeah. Like, well, make some kids and eat them. Yeah. If that's your instinct, <laughs> buddy. Well, <coughs> So John Sheldon is the second son of Ike. Yeah, and John does fine. He lives. He, I mean, I'll bring him up a little bit, but yeah, he's fine. He's, uh, he writes about his dad. He becomes a military guy. He's fine. Doesn't get the fever. He does not get uh, fever, Sheldon, Sheldon fever. Right. Um, well, Ike is now a major in 1922, and he's sent to command the General, General Staff School in Leavenworth, Kansas, 
which back is in Kansas. Super high intensity. Yeah, this is a school where um, people would the intensity of like learning uh, officer training. There's usually several suicides every every school year. Really? <laughs> yeah. So wait. These are the people that they're the ones who are getting trained and they decide to commit suicide because it's just, it's too much. Too intense. Jesus. Yeah. And sorry, he didn't command there. He went there to train as an officer. Oh, and he luckily didn't commit suicide then. Nope. He actually graduated number one in his class in 1928 to that. Damn. Even though he had a few, uh, you know, peers who hung themselves due to the intensity. <laughs> and he's like, whatever, I got this. Yeah. Jesus. Nothing Nothing gets the toe down. Is this the one that they did training so that way there was like, they had to teach you how to shoot, like, was it the hate school? I don't know. What the, What do you mean? So uh, I can't remember the exact time frame of when this is. I believe it was around World War II-ish, maybe a little before. Yeah. And the idea was that they found out that soldiers, when they went to go into war, yeah. when they shot at their enemies, they would sometimes purposely miss. Because it was too much to be able to take someone else's life. So they'd shoot around or try to scare them away maybe. Or shoot them in the leg hoping they wouldn't die. But they were like, you can't you can't do that. They will kill you. So you have to do it. And so they trained them to hate the enemy essentially. Ugh. And apparently it's pretty brutal. But I don't know what time frame it was. So maybe not I this. I would imagine like, just that perspective is just part of military training. Probably all the way through. Like, oh, yeah. Hate your enemy. Yeah. I mean, it's easy when your enemy is German. Yeah, you know Nazis. I mean, I, I still love that we least. call them Nazis, which is not what they liked. They what, was, like, what was it like? Backwoods something? <laughs> the backwards, like it's a moron. They're they're idiots. Backwards yeah. peasants. Yeah, pineys. Yeah, idiots. Yeah. What's uh? What, I like the one you use a lot. It's uh, simpleton. <laughs> simpleton. Yeah. Mouth breathers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what the Nazis are. It's easy to hate them. Um. Well, he is now a lieutenant colonel. And uh, he had a quote from this time that I just thought was cool. He said that super-trained heroes is bullshit. The solitary son of a bitch alone with God is going to skulk as he always has, and our advancing ways will not advance unless we have superior artillery, and then all we have to do is walk. So he's saying it's all within the technology of our weapons? That's what he's saying, is that, like, if you tell a soldier that, like, yeah, you're going to kill everybody and get them psyched up. He's like, that doesn't work. They're still just going to walk around like an asshole. Yeah. What you have to do is have superior artillery, and then all you have to do is just run over the guy. Just let the artillery do all the work. You just push it along. The men are just pushing the button. Like That's yeah. his whole thing. Is, is like full offense all the time. Hmm. That's his. That's what he wants. Nice. Sex with Mamie must have been pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she's saying the safety word all the time, and he doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> Just pretends he can't Oklahoma, hear it. Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. I'm all offense. <laughs> Fill my artillery. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, he is assigned to the War Department to study uh, military history. He goes to France to study the battlegrounds. Uh, he gets assigned to the chief of staff of uh, Roosevelt, which is Douglas MacArthur. Oh. Who's another big general that we will come back to? MacArthur yeah, is an asshole. I've heard of him. He's an asshole. That's a, that's what you need. He's a great general. Yeah. He's an asshole. Um, in 1935, he assisted MacArthur in clearing. Um, there's a thing called the Bonus March where a bunch of World War One veterans were not getting their back pay, and so they Bummer. marched on Washington to be like, "Give us our money." This seems to happen uh, often-ish. Yeah. The huh. veterans are not getting what they deserve. Yeah. And the government says, 
Oh, yeah. And they actually sent in the army to remove them. They really did? Yeah, Ike so, was part of that. So Ike was on the military side that's coming to remove... That's weird. So you're using they your... gassed veterans and their families. What? Yeah. So you're taking your new military and telling them to go kick out the old military guys. Do the new military guys not think, like, this might happen to us, you guys? They, these guys, if they're not getting paid, I don't. we're next. We're not going to get paid. Then we're going to march, and then they're going to have... And we're like, no, you guys, you understand we've been through this. And they're like, shut up. It's totally different. And then, it's totally different. And then those guys aren't going to realize until it's too late, too. That um, that probably happened to them, too. Yeah, later. Shit. So did they never get their pay? I take it? Tear um, gassed and shit? That doesn't sound, like they I, spent more money getting rid of them than they were going to... I think eventually, yeah, yeah, but they didn't... Yeah, they didn't get it when they demanded it. Because the, the economy was down. When you're a veteran, you spend a lot of your prime years in foreign soil instead of, like, getting a good job. Right. So they're a little bit fucked. Yeah. And the government does not give a shit. No, they don't care. Well, in uh, 1935, he follows MacArthur to the Philippines, which really, this is just where MacArthur is at. His head is in the Southeast Asia. It's where MacArthur's brain lives. Yeah. So the we- Philippines is just one of our colonies, and there's some issues over there with aggression from japan so they're just setting that shit up and ike is there with him yeah because i think japan japan uh hit the philippines yeah. the same time they hit america didn't they um roughly well they attacked hong kong and china at oh. the same time as as pearl harbor but they did Maybe right, they yeah. did take over the philippines in world war one we had to take it back or world uh, war two and we had to take it back yeah uh, well, he's in the philippines in 1939 which is when germany declares war on poland right and he, in his journals, is flabbergasted that, I mean, he really says, why would anyone let an egomaniacal idiot like Hitler in charge of anything? He's like, Hitler's an idiot. Oh, my God. This feels so much like history repeating itself. <laughs> Fuck me, dude. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Where he's just like, I just don't get it. Like, I get the Germans want to get... Um, well, they were like the poverty and shit, so they wanted to... You know, yeah, build world, back up their country. World War One fucked them. Yeah. Like the world after they lost World War One, the world turned around and fucked them, and they wanted to get their they want to get their shit back. Like, yeah. And Ike was like, I get that, but, but why this Hitler? guy? Hitler? He's an idiot. Yeah. And that yeah, he he kind of went on and on about. He's like, we could beat him. He's an idiot. That's awesome. He thinks he's so goddamn smart. So they leave the Philippines, and he is assigned to as commander of the first battalion of the fifteenth infantry. In Fort Lewis, Washington, he's like on the ground training with them, and he's fucking psyched. Nice. He just loves hands-on, screaming in the guy's face, and being like, <laughs> get in that trench! Yeah. Yeah. Feel my artillery. All I can think of right now is, uh, what's that famous movie scene where Full Metal Jacket, when he's just walking down the beds, and they're all <laughs> laying in the beds with their rifles up, and yep. you know, against their body? Well, he, he really did love being... Right on the ground with his guys. Yeah. He really loves that. He really should have been a field commander, but he was always an officer. Like, yeah. Yeah. Not, not on the field. Well, he he did make sure that all his men understood that he said that in a democracy, um, if you're a soldier, it's an elective military. You should need to know why we're doing what we're doing. That's awesome. We need the highest morale possible. So I'm going to intermingle with you, let you know what I'm thinking. Damn, that's let's, cool. Yeah. Let's do this as a as a, as a group. I don't think that's... I don't. I mean, I could be wrong. I've never been in the military, but I feel like that's not common. I bet that's fucking very rare. They're usually just like, I'm going to point, and where I point is where you shoot. Don't ever goddamn question me. <laughs> yeah. I think that's how they act. And you're like, are these guys bad guys? They're like, point! I'm shooting! Shoot, shoot! What did I say? <laughs> Get it! God damn it! And that's, <laughs> yeah. That's it. 
Yeah, that's that, yeah. He and I don't know if that's a front to keep morale up. It could be, but it works. Yeah, they they were very happy to to serve under him. Well, December seventh of forty one, he's still training, but Pearl Harbor happens, <laughs> which I didn't know. I like I I knew Pearl Harbor was a amazing Ben Affleck flick. Oh boy, really life changing. <laughs> I didn't know that it was an actual historical event. <laughs> Wasn't aware of that. What a what an awful movie. <laughs> yeah, really For good. something that's supposed to represent something pretty pretty heinous and shit. Like, I just, man. I wouldn't put Ben Affleck in charge of anything. Yeah. I mean, that's like us. I like, like to, uh, People should not turn us for history. <laughs> you should not turn to Ben Affleck right. for history. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I wouldn't act. I wouldn't act. No. I, I, I could act Harbor. better than Ben Affleck. Could. I, uh, I mean, I, I probably can, but I, I mean, it's the same, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to look as good as him doing it, so that's yeah. fair, I guess. Yeah, thanks. You remind me I'm ugly. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I said me. Oh, well, me too, so fuck. Yeah, hey, but if you're an actor who, I mean, you come on the scene, you're like, Phantom here. <laughs> They'll just give you all the jobs. I, I'll, I'll be right back. I got to go. Yeah, go sign up for some shit. Let's make people's time happen on the big screen. <laughs> That's all it is. Just me and you sitting on Phantom. in theaters. Just me and you sitting here. Just bullshitting about history and people are like, I don't know. Making fun of Ben Affleck. Real. And Ben's like, fuck those guys. Oh my God. Ben Affleck would pull the plug on I us. think he knows that movie's bad. I feel like I've seen some where he's like, yeah. I know it's, I knew it bombed. He acted like no that. No pun intended. With, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Batman versus Superman. Oh, did he? He's so bummed that it sucked. <laughs> That's got to be a bummer because you don't always know, right? You like yeah. you read the script, you're like this is gonna be awesome, but then you you don't know how it's gonna actually you turn kinda, out. Like universally, like look down upon and chastise. You're like, oh, you're fucking Ben Affleck. <laughs> he just has to live with that now. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. All right. So wait, wait. Pearl Harbor. What was the date? Uh, December 7th of 41. Yeah. And Ike was actually in bed. He said he was actually dreaming of being on vacation with Mamie. Because he was, he was just tired of getting his men ready. And an aide woke him up and was like, the Japs have attacked us, sir. And he shot out of bed like, God damn it. Oh, Jesus. Son of a bitch. Right. And he had to put down his Western. So he got called to Washington by Chief of Staff George Marshall. George Marshall is the other guy other than Fox Connor that um, Eisenhower fucking loves. Just idolized him. Huh? Why so? I don't know. George Marshall is just like high integrity High intense, very intellectual, military kind of guy. He's just Ike's kind of guy. Yeah. And Marshall is, by all accounts, pretty pretty cool guy. You know, he's chief of staff under uh, 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 FDR now. Right. And MacArthur is um, in the Philippines just fucking all the girls over there and <laughs> having parades for himself. Nice. Well, he's, he's called to work for him to draft up war plans, and Marshall loves Eisenhower as well. They have a good relationship. And uh, he starts writing up his approach to like, okay, so how do, if we get into the war, what do we need to do to fix it? Like, how do we win? And he, uh, he pretty much, he wrote down his plan for World War II. And it's like, it's like a little crayon drawing. He's like, kill the other guy. So there's like. Stomp these guys. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a map of Europe drawn crudely. And he has toys and he's like, okay, I'm the guy, I'm the guy with the big. And the guy with the big sword, and yeah. the Germans are this stupid-looking dog thing, and we come, <laughs> we're going to come over. Fuck you! And that's how we win. And then he just lights his lighter on the German piece, and he's like, see? <laughs> and they're like, damn. And Marsha was like, 
Oh my god. So wait, did he come up with the full plans for World War II? Like looking at Picasso. <laughs> he I mean more or less he detailed what ends up happening. Is it like like where we're going to land our troops, where we're going to push, where we need to... I mean, well, like I, obviously general... it changes a lot through the war, but... Yeah, so he's like, okay, the Germans declared war on Russia as well. So we need to we need to take advantage of that and create two fronts. Yeah. So that way the Germans are going to stretch themselves out because they're like, everybody knows one-on-one the German army could walk through any of us. But if Which... we stretch them... So he's like, keep Russia in the war. We open another front... Um, in France, yeah, and then put some pressure on the back down because they also have some. I mean, obviously they're in Italy, but they're also in Africa a little bit. Yeah, it's like let's push up through there and surround them. Just surround them. Yeah, isn't it weird that Germany went from being super duper poor to like having the best military at one I point? Still don't understand. I that. don't understand it either. Like, I mean, I I think they pretty much robbed and killed a bunch of Jews to get a bunch of money. That did not hurt. Yeah, for and their prosperity. As they took over places and countries, I think they then started to take over their factories oh, and like, were able to build shit fast. The Luftwaffe and the and the Vormach, like, these are some of the greatest militaries in existence. And, like, what the fuck? Didn't, weren't you guys just going through a depression? Yeah. I, yeah, I've never totally understood that. I I currently blame it on aliens. Oh, okay. That's my running theory now. Any specific, like, greys or? Oh, it's definitely the greys. Oh, okay. They're the more nefarious group. I'm psyched we brought that up. That that is literally in my notes. <laughs> are you serious? Well, the greys are. Oh, really? Later. I'm so intrigued Stay to how that's going to happen. <laughs> Stay tuned, everybody. Um, well, yeah, so he gave he gave Marshall his general outline. He's like, well, let's, this is what we need to focus on. And Marshall said, cool, you, the, you're in charge now. He said, so, what? <laughs> He's like, you are now, you are the commander of the Allied Did he go forces. home to his wife and like go home and... You got, you got to check out what happened to me. Let's go have he, sex. He runs in with his, his crayon and She's drawing. like, Oklahoma, like, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's showing her his crayon drawing like, look at it. <laughs> she's like, I don't get it. I George Marshall likes it. You like it. <laughs> it looks like it's just a weird drawing. And how is this? This is even more offensive than I thought we were going to do. I'm so sorry. Oh, I don't give a fuck. It's, it's hilarious to me. <laughs> Everyone involved in this story is dead now. And many of them are legitimate. Oh, good. So we're talking ill of the dead as well. Perfect. <laughs> Legitimately heroic in many ways. Yeah. I think the greatest hero in this story is Mamie for putting up with all this shit. Well, we should definitely. In, I mean, in reality, I don't think. It, I mean, I don't think. It, I hate having to say something like, "Yeah, we respect the people that uh, you know." I don't. Oh, good. I respect many things I did, but to his face, I'd be terrified of him. His face, but <laughs> You're like, he's a hor- He's an intense guy, but yeah. in retrospect. There's some criticisms. He's not untouchable. I'm not. Well, gonna I don't think day. anybody is, but I mean, yeah. you know, if it if it helped uh, America not die, that's good, I guess. That's I mean, the thing. That's why we're talking about him. Yeah. Ultimately, we could be speaking German right now if it weren't for Ike. Sprechen die Deutsch. Um, nine. Mm. Oh, I did it. Yeah. Fuck, we are speaking German because of Ike. Now. Great. You failed. You failed, Icky. Well, I mean, indirectly, but yeah. Yeah. It's still funny. Well, him and his staff write up what ultimately comes becomes Operation Overlord, which is the attack on Normandy. That's what he called it? That sounds awesome. I don't know where they come up with names for operations, because the name is like a code name so that you can't decipher it. So they called it Operation Roundup, and then they called it Operation Sledgehammer. That one kind of speaks for itself. Hmm. But ultimately became Operation Overlord, which, yeah, that's where we cross the English Channel and go into France. You have not enough overlords. That's what it says. 
You've not enough overload. I think I mixed two of the races of you have not enough minerals oh, yeah. and then the Zergs. I don't think the and Zergs then, have a. I did an English accent for some reason. Goes, <laughs> you have not enough overload. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think I it's no just. Idea. I think they're. Any, you know, right? They don't talk. I think you only have, a couple of them talk. You have not enough pylons. Yeah. 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 Um. I, I okay, now we're gonna have people that don't know who that is hate us, and the people who do know what that is hate us because oh, everyone's us. gonna hate us. Yeah. Ike kind of looks like a Protoss. <laughs> does he? I mean, if you see that like wrinkly bald, yeah. All right. Well, in case that anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, uh, we're referencing a video game, so we're sorry. Yeah, I actually feel really embarrassed. I'm not a video game guy. That's the Liar. only video game I know about because I played he plays it, it all the time. He plays all video games. See, I can say whatever I want. No one knows who Fuck. to believe. They don't know who I actually. He doesn't play video games. The, the ghost of Abe Vigoda does not even know how to use an Xbox. Yeah, no. Ghost um, reads and uh, and uh, watches sports. So yeah, he doesn't play video games. It's pretty close to the, yeah. It's pretty close to the truth. And masturbates the picture of Toe Eisenhower. You did? I just want to see if I could get there. And? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> that was a good day. <laughs> The to wife toe? Just, the wife just thought I was working in the garage and I was working. You know what I'm saying? You Jesus. Know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Don't pull me into this. Well, uh he starts uh he goes over to England and he's like, Hey guys, we're doing Operation Overlord and they're iffy about it. They eventually come around. Yeah. Um He uh well let's see, his son John joins uh the military and becomes a naval cadet. His mom is very, very pissed. Why? Uh, Mamie. No, military is just her son. He doesn't want him to die. And the thing is, is Ike's not going to die in the military. He's an officer. He's never on the field during battle. John, you know, maybe he's not as sharp as as, uh, as (laughs) She was worried about it. She's like, you're not going to make it up to there. You're going to be in the front line. They're not going to let you tell people what to do. So she was mad, but Ike was very proud, actually. But So this is one point I want to bring up. So you can get all of Ike's old letters to Mamie and whoever. Oh, that's cool. And... People's uh, depiction of him in person is he was intense and serious. His letters are over the top, adorable, lovey dovey. My God, so little Walt Whitman. Well, John was being shipped over to fight in the war to get prepared, and in response to that, Ike wrote to Mamie a letter. I'm as excited as a bride to see my little boy. <laughs> That's what Ike wrote. That's fucking brilliant, dude. How excited is to I'm see his little as his a kid. bride. And there are so many letters like that where he's just the sweetest goddamn guy. How is that not like a normal catchphrase kind of a thing to use today? Happy as a bride? Yeah. <laughs> like for a man to be like, I'm happy as a bride whenever they're super I don't, We should excited. start using that. Like, yeah, dude. Yeah, like taquitos are on sale. I was happy as a fucking bride. <laughs> yeah. This is great. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's pull that. Yeah, we're going to. I'm going to make that a thing. Yeah. I'm sure it was a thing. And you, hey, you dabblers can do the same thing. Thanks, Ike. Let's Come. make this a thing. Yeah, let's dabble with some of Ike's uh, adages. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the um, the British public fucking loved Ike because he was sort of this, looked like a country bumpkin, big smile, really affable in person, very muscular and confident. And then when he needed to get shit done, he was fucking Eisenhower. It reminded him of uh, Churchill. Not that Churchill's a bumpkin, but he had that dichotomy of intellectual and then funny drunk. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So he's a hard-ass when he needs to be, and then he's a sweetheart when he needs to be. Exactly. That's nice. The English loved Churchill, and they loved Eisenhower. They they entrusted them to win the war, and luckily that that helped out. I was going to say, Churchill's on the list of uh, people time to do. Oh, we're definitely doing him at some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's an interesting cat. Well... 
so he becomes a, a British celebrity, and uh, in his uh, memoirs, he said he was smoking four packs of Camel a day at this point. Shit. Just constantly smoking. And I was curious, so I looked it up, uh, about cigarette packs back then. They are also 20 cigarettes, oh my too. Oh, God damn. The way they are now. So that is... That's a lot. That's just constantly having a cigarette on you. Because the most I've ever got to, I don't smoke anymore, but when I did, the most I got up to was about two packs a day, which was a lot. And and it's seriously, even just doing two packs a day, you're pretty much have a cigarette in your hand most of the time, most of the day. Oh yeah. Most time you're awake. Like if I, if I am on like vacation and I'm outside, like I'm I'm, like camping. Yeah. I pretty much have a cigarette in my hand most of the time. And that still usually ends up about a pack. Yeah. Maybe a pack and a half. Yeah. Four a day means he's smoking in the plane on the way to Britain. The whole time. In the terminal, at lunch, smoking in between Bites Eating. of chicken. <laughs> like, they just fucking, yeah. All right. Burn it. Shit. And when I read that, I just saluted. He's a fucking American hero. <laughs> Get those camels shipped over to him just so he can smoke four a day. <laughs> well, he, uh, so what happens now is called Operation Torch. And I won't spend too much time on it, but this is sort of how the Allied thing went. The are British. We, are we still in the early 40s? Yeah, it's 42. Yeah. Yeah. So the British don't want to do Operation Overlord. They don't want to risk crossing the channel up against the the German stronghold there. Oh. I don't know. They're nervous. Okay. Ike is all offense. He's like, he's all Kobe. He's like, we're going straight across the fucking channel right now. <laughs> and he couldn't get the British to agree with him. So they went with plan B, which was to start the offensive down in Africa. Okay. Which is what Operation Torch is. Um, I don't know. Military historians say that Torch was fucked up, that they... They fucked it up. The Allies did. Luckily, oh. Like they won ultimately, but they wasted a ton of time and resources and casualties because Africa is not a legitimate front. Like the Germans don't give a fuck. Like we more or less fought for land that does nothing, yeah. gets no land, doesn't open a new front. And uh, Stalin, who was fighting on his front, was pissed that we were not creating a front in Germany. He's like, what the fuck are you doing in Africa? Yeah. So we're fighting a war. We're fighting for. We're going it. to Australia next. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why are you doing? Well, we, we got to make sure. I don't. Are they there? We don't know. We're gonna go check it out. We're bringing the whole army. <laughs> so, well, and so Operation Torch went their way eventually. Um, they pushed through. Um, what is his name? Erwin Rommel is the name of the uh, German Rommel. commander there. Rommel. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a joke within this group of friends about how we have a friend who's got a name that's similar, and I believe there's a relation. Really? Mm-hmm. Are they German? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's true, but it's been said so many times now that it. right when I hear Rommel, I'm like, oh, yeah, there it is. Well, the Eisenhowers, they're from Germany, and they changed their name when they came over. That's a pretty typical thing when you, you what's it called, angelize it or whatever, angelize it. You change it. Americanize it, yeah. yeah. My last name is like that, too, yeah. From yeah, mine Denmark, too. Denmark, they changed it. So, yeah, this motherfucker is related to Rommel. Rommel. Ir- Irvin Rommel. Well, Rommel had this huge fight, and they called him the Desert Fox. And he's out in Africa, and he's got all this... Dude, does everyone get really cool names? Uh, and, yeah. I think like, back when you're, a, when you're a badass, you do. I would have been called Phantom. <laughs> That's what we call you now. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, that's right. You're kicking ass in the basement. Oh, nice. Thanks, yeah. Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I feel like I ripped off your name, but I'm sorry about that. I don't think a phantom is a ghost, technically. Uh, I mean, 
I don't want to argue with you now because I feel like I ripped off your name. So okay. I honestly don't know what the definition of phantom. Like I don't know either. Sorry, because the opera, the phantom opera, is not a ghost. It's just a guy with a weird mask. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about him. So they uh, w- one interesting part from this in Ike's life was that they set up their offensive um, command in Gibraltar, which is just off of in uh, the Mediterranean. Well, just off of, like, Africa over there. Yeah, yeah. And there's this big tunnel under a rock that the British carved out for this purpose, for field operations and yeah. officer. And uh, in his, in uh, one of Ike's notes, well, actually, it's from his uh, war memoirs, he has this cool quote where he said, the eternal darkness of the tunnels was partially pierced by feeble electric light bulbs, damp cold air in long block pla- passages was heavy with stagnation that did not noticeably respond to the clattering efforts of electric fans, and through the arched ceilings came a constant drip, drip, drip of surface water that faithfully but drearily ticked off the seconds of the interminable, almost unendurable weight. Wow. He was very unhappy. I was going to say, I'm, I'm quite poetic about it. <laughs> He's actually a fantastic writer. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, I, I reckon he has a, his war memoirs are called uh, Crusade in Europe. It's very good actually hmm. very well written when it came out it was like a huge bestseller and he lived off of the money for it for a long time nice um well I'll he check it out. to try and get his mind off of being in shitty africa he wrote uh, maybe a bunch of letters um altogether he wrote 320 letters during the war whoa all by hand which he didn't write anybody else's letters by hand which is adorable yeah it's cute and he just uh you know switched from talking about a how tough it is and how tough he is to fantasizing about her boobs, I imagine. I don't know. <laughs> he hasn't seen her in a long time. <laughs> and uh, he also wrote in these letters about his disdain for war. Like, he really, kind of like his mom, has that pacifist instinct, but he feels like war is a necessity. And So, wait, he doesn't like it? He I mean, hates war. That sounds silly, of course, but at the same time, when you were saying it earlier, it's like, he wanted to be there. He wanted to be on the ground. That's the thing. And he gets there, he's like, ah, it's not what I thought it was. It's not as, you know, it's, I, think, I think I might have romanticized it a little bit in my mind. <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah. It's like, really wanting to play like, football. Like, you can die out here. <laughs> you just, nobody told me this. This is fucking real. I thought we were just going to go win. Like, I thought I this was a joke. <laughs> it's like, yeah, wanting to play football and getting trained and going out there, and then they murder each other, and you're like, what? Yeah. Oh, uh, huh? Yeah, he 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 super did not like it. He hated feeling like he was the guy sending these boys off to die. Yeah, it's got to be awful. And Patton and MacArthur fucking love war. They're both bloodthirsty, and he would talk about how he doesn't understand the boys, as he called them. Really? Yeah, he called them the boys. Wait, were these the guys that he, like, idolized and shit, or no? No, these are the other two. Uh, MacArthur's, like, the guy from the Philippines. Oh, right, right. And then Patton is his friend who's just a fiery motherfucker who... Patton is actually his main field commander right now in Africa. Oh, okay. He's the one, like, when I think of Patton, I see him naked, but with a war helmet on, on top of a tank, just being like, <laughs> go, 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 kill the motherfuckers. Patton's a little off. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, well, later in a 1964 interview with Walter Cronkite, when Cronkite asked him, like, how do you feel about Normandy now? He said that the only thing he can think about is the families whose only sons are buried in unmarked graves oh man so that's that's kind of how he started to feel about war once it was actually happening to him he wasn't that's brutal his boner <laughs> went away yeah, I guess. Yeah. um well he's made a three-star general the torch campaign goes our way it takes a longer time than it should have um we get through africa 
We move up into Italy. Um, the Italians surrender pr- pretty much right away. Was that Mussolini and shit? Yeah. Yeah. Italians have never, they haven't fought a good war, I don't think, ever. Yeah, I can't think of, of anything. Really. When you think of like old wars, you're like, okay, Franco-Prussian, you yeah. know, American-Mexican, all that. You don't ever hear an Italian. Yeah. That's just not what they do over there, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we pretty much walked through them. And then met the German re- reinforcements in Italy, and they held us there for like 40 days, hmm. just wasting everybody's fucking time before they just left. Is that what they said? They're like, you're wasting everyone's time. Yeah, that's what Patton kept saying. Like, this is useless, you know. We have other fronts. <laughs> you just keep, yeah, dicks. <laughs> they just keep. No, they're just doing God. it to be rude. That's all they're doing. Yeah, it, it was it was rough. Well, there ended up being like. 10,000 American casualties with like 60,000 injured and wounded. And, and Ike was pissed. He's like, this is the wrong front. It's a waste of time. What the fuck are we doing here? And so once they got done with uh, with uh, Italy, he was like, finally. And they go back into England. They're like, okay, let's do the thing I wanted to do originally, which was Overlord. Let's to go over the channel. Let's get over there. So Does England agree finally or no? They finally do because there's not another front they can go to. Yeah. I mean, I guess then they were like, Okay, great. We got. Let's go to Japan now. Yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> I think. Yeah, the British really just didn't want their their country to be the next front. Well, I mean, they had that already on their doorstep, right? I mean, it is scary. Yeah, it is fucking scary, man. So, like, let's go a different way. Yeah, the Germans will fucking kill you. So, yeah. I get the reticence, but it's a war, dude. Yeah, you, you got to do what you got to do. Um, well, they get. Uh, well, actually, this is one funny thing. Um, at, right before they start planning Overlord, Ike takes a vacation home. Actually, George Marshall forces him to go home and take a vacation to see Mamie. And he Why? Has, um, just to like, moral. Yeah. The guy's getting tired. Yeah. Okay. It's like, you need a vacation. Like I think it was only a few days. But Ike has a personal assistant named Kay Summersby. And they're always photographed together. Like, Kay was just, she took his notes. Just there. Took his lunch, ate lunch with him, yada, yada. Well, when he got home, he called Mamie K a couple of times. Oh, no. Did he really? Yeah. And oh, Ma- shit. Mamie went berserk. And then whenever she looked at the newspaper, she saw, oh, that's <laughs> oh, no. my husband with this bitch. Who <laughs> this bitch? And he's like, you don't understand. I've been next to her for daily. I, I'm sorry. I, I've been calling John K as well. I've been calling guys <laughs> K. Just... Well, but when it's like, oh, sorry, kid. I didn't mean to stick it there. Like, you know, <laughs> she's, she's going to be pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's there's historical disagreement about what happened with Kay. Summersby. Was there any? Um, according to him, speculation. He never mentioned her. The only thing that's mentioned of her is her name is on a list of of uh, people who were his assistants during the war. Mm-hmm. And then some witnesses say, yeah, they were fucking. And then some say, no, they never did. You know. Mm-hmm. And she actually wrote a book in '48 called Eisenhower Was My Boss, where no affair is mentioned. She wrote another book in 1975. With lots of affair stuff in it. Really? Yeah. And she was actually dying in 75, so I don't know if she was looking for money. She just wanted to be clear. Like, what actually happened. And even in that, there's dispute that, like, he had war-induced impotence. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's actually oh, something that, that was said. Sucks. Like, he wanted to cheat on his wife, but he couldn't get it up. Oh, man. <laughs> Wait, war-induced impotence. This was during the time frame when, like, 
I don't think they were calling even like PTSD. Like they're calling it like shell shock. Yeah. Like you're, and it wasn't a, it wasn't really a medical thing. It was my dick is shell shock. What do you want me to do? Oh my god! If I ever am impotent, that's what I'm gonna do. Shell shock, man. My dick has seen too much. It's seen too much that you don't even know. (laughs) That sounds awful. That sounds like it's like riddled with STDs or something. Because I see the shit I've seen. Your dick is just has an eye patch and a cane. Like you don't even know. <laughs> you ain't been there. Loud noises set it off. It just freaks out. Yeah, it just sinks right inside of you. And yeah. You got an Audi or you have an innie. An innie. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, kind of like I said, Torch is altogether by uh, military historians considered a failure. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I disagree, but I'm not a war historian. Whatever. Okay. It closed that escape route for the Germans. It got, the American troops had not seen legitimate action, and this got them prepared for it. Okay. It got Ike some uh, some experience in commanding people as well on the ground, so that's that's good. Yeah. Uh, in 1943, Patton, who is, you know, his field commander, smacks the shit out of a soldier, even though he's in the hospital for an injury, and Patton's like, there's some some story along the lines of, Quit being weak, pussy, and he smacks a guy. I smack, smack someone? Patton did. Oh, okay, Patton did. This is just his personality, and uh, Marshall wanted to like throw his ass out because it got so much bad publicity. I thought this was normal stuff. Like You would think, which like, I, I think it is, but not if it's in a hospital with a wounded <laughs> Get back out there, you pussy. And he's exactly. like, I have no legs. Get out there. <laughs> Punching him. <laughs> Crawl. You got arms, don't you? It's exactly. Shit. And uh, Patton, well, and Ike told me, he's like, I'm, I'll fire you. You have to stop with this stuff. Oh, damn. And Patton actually went to his office, and this big, tough guy um, sobbed uncontrollably really? on Ike's shoulder until, <laughs> until Ike was like, okay, you can stay. Quit <laughs> crying already, Jesus. You're in I a thought, war, man. I thought that was so funny. Like, uh, everything you read about Patton he smacks is, someone and then tough son of a bitch. And then in, he gets threatened with being fired. He's like, I just, I'm sorry. I just want to win. I just want to win the war, guy. <laughs> My dad was a nice to me. <laughs> That's and Ike's funny. like, get the fuck out, dude. I was sick because, like, yeah, my father was in uh, Nam, and uh, he's got oh, a story yeah. about when he was in training at first, and he got punched in the jaw by his uh, superior. I don't remember what it was. Like punched? Yeah, so like, he Damn. he misread a command, I guess, of, like, they have to say, like, sir, yes, sir, and all that shit. Sure. And, um, yeah, I guess uh, for whatever reason, he said it, like, out of place like i guess the guy wasn't done talking i don't even remember exactly like he just interrupted a fucking guy yeah and it, he said it was like brand new and this is how they kind of this is how they broke you down and built you back up and so he said it out of place and it wasn't like he was trying to be a smart ass or anything yeah. so the guy made an example of him by going over and he's like and i knew he was gonna do it he cocked his arm back and he's like all i could do was just like tighten my jaw and just he like punched uh, me in the yeah, punched me in the jaw does your dad feel like he grew as a his character? I mean, like... I don't think so. I, I don't know. He's like, no, the asshole hit me. He seems very nonchalant about it, though. I mean, it was just, he's 70 now, so my dad, I think he's just kind of like, yeah, that's what happens. I don't know. Was he... Did he join the military, or was he drafted? He joined it as a... Oh, uh, buddy. He, he joined it as a... Um, a way to get at his father. He thought that was going to show him. Impress him. And, well, yeah, he was kind of arguing with his dad, and so he oh. went and joined the military and came back and told his dad, and, and his dad was just like, oh, you're so stupid. You're so dumb. Like, this is this is going to be harder on you than it is on me, you, you idiot. I know. 
Man, I can't even imagine being a numb. That's a whole other... Yeah. Because that's like with, with Ike, he wanted to explain why they were doing everything. Yeah. You can't do that numb. Can't do that numb at all. Because you're like, why, oh, why are we here? No fucking... Because... Re- no fucking reason. I'm pointing, you shoot. That's it. Yeah. yeah. You see that person? You can kill him. Yeah. Kill that whole village. Rape them, too. Yeah. And they're like, okay. Luckily, my dad was not a part of that. He didn't see any action anyways. Oh, that's lucky. He was a he was a computer guy. Yeah, Nom sounds like a nightmare. Yep. Well, um, right. So, uh, Ike schedules Operation Overlord for June of 1944. Uh, they just think that the, the weather and the tide and, you know, the uh, moon cycles and the war god consults all came what back positive. Jupiter? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Mars? One of those. It's a red one, right? Aries, I think. Yeah, the red one. <laughs> the one that's colored like blood. Yeah. Yeah. The Greeks would look, oh, dude. <laughs> well, um, they get everything ready. So Overlord is fucking huge. If you're into it, you should look it up. Okay. Why is it so cool? Um, or interesting, I should say. Because it's like, it's the largest military movement ever. Like, they moved a city from across the English Channel. Oh, shit. Up to one of the largest fortifications of... You Germany. Know, yeah, they're, the German stronghold across the beach there in Normandy is one of the biggest. Wait, wait, wait. is this D-Day? This is D-Day. Oh shit! Okay, we're, yeah, yeah. This is what we're doing. So now. that's what Operation Overlord was that mm-hmm. resulted in D-Day. Fuck. Well, so Overlord is like the plans to get across, and then yeah. like the pre-plans of like send paratroopers over to be ahead of the line to fight them from the back, and then right. like burn bridges, drop and bombs down, all the, and and it's stuff like um, they had a, so. The Germans didn't know where across the channel they were going to cross, yeah. so they set up fake bases and like had fake-looking armies so that the Germans thought, oh, they're going to cross over there. Yeah, so this is what uh, one of our buddies was talking about, mm-hmm. one of his favorite things. Apparently, and I haven't done the research on this, so yeah, maybe we might, cut all, we might cut all this out. But anyways, <laughs> so uh, yeah, apparently they hired a magician, like an actual like illusionist, who they gave him a bunch of like high-end military guys they're all like specialized in something and he apparently made blow-up tanks like this is true yeah blow up yeah. like plastic that you blow up and yeah. they look like tanks and then they set them up to make it look like it was part of the army amongst among uh, many other things like this oh, that's and that yeah. way it could buy them time while they were moving their their real army in yeah and then you had whole like squadrons of 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 actual troops in these fake bases moving shit around to make it look like they're preparing yeah I mean, I think they did that it's on like. Genius. I mean, yeah. You, you have fake bases. They had artificial harbors, so like they made it look like they were building harbors yeah. that could sustain warships when the other warships were being put somewhere else. Yeah. Like, there's all the logistics of crossing that many people, bringing enough resources, getting the paratroopers ready, uh, keeping up everybody's morale. Like it's the biggest. Fuck. Single military project ever undertaken. They moved a fucking city across the the channel. Yeah, and they did it somewhat secretly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you are, if you're sort of a, a nerd for that kind of war stuff, like I am now that I'm a middle aged white guy. Yeah, World War Two is your bread and butter. Of <laughs> you just, I think, interests. at a certain point, you're just like, I just have to go watch Bridge Over River Kwai. I just have to. Yeah, which is what I do now. I had to watch World War Two in color and uh, World War Two from space. World War Two in color is amazing. Yeah, World War Two in color is amazing. Still on Netflix as of right now. Go yeah. watch that shit. Have you seen World War Two in space? 
No. Oh, it's done brilliantly. It's because they, they don't really do it like it's GPS. You know, they kind of do Google Earth kind of a thing yeah. where you overlook it and they actually kind of show like oh. so you can zoom in. They zoom in and out a lot to show kind of like this is where they were. So you kind of follow along on the map and a that's whole bunch r- of other cool stuff. That's rad. Yeah. Yeah. I like watching the movement of the line. Yeah. yeah. Well, and luckily for Ike, the line pretty much only ever moved in his favor. Nice. Yeah. He, he just pushed and they get across into Normandy and... um. If you, you know, if you've seen Saving Private Ryan or um, Band of Brothers, yeah, yeah, that that plays a big part in all those. So they were actually scheduled for June the fourth, but there was bad weather. June the fifth, there was more bad weather. I mean, you had everybody standing by to go, shit, waiting for Ike because he's the guy, yeah, and he's in the officers' uh, mess room just pacing back and forth chain smoking <laughs> four packs and he's got a room full of commanders and they're like what do you want to do buddy and he's like ah, it's fucking raining um let me smoke eight more cigarettes yeah and they just waited and waited until did it clear up june the 6th the sun came out and he's like go okay let's go and everybody rushed out of the room and it's fun it's sort of a fun image to think of all these commanders run out of the room to go do their shit and that's his job is to say go. And yeah. now Ike's job is done. Ike, he's, he's he out. Can't stop it now. Oh, he's just in the mess room now. Like, here we go. Here we go. So, all of at least the American force. He's in charge of everybody, but the American force headed for the uh, Omaha and Utah beaches, which is the code names of those beaches. Right. I was actually curious why they're called that. And according to the Omaha World Herald, they're named after carpenters. Really. <laughs> Yeah, like they were building a like a a place in their uh, command center. And they needed to have some carpenters come, and one of them was from Omaha, and one of them was from Provo, Utah. Really? And the guy who was naming it was like, "Well, I'm gonna name the beaches after you, gentlemen." Nice. I did not. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. But um, kind of just like after you fuck a prostitute in a Starbucks bathroom and she leaves. Of course, yeah. You know you have an STD now. But yeah. she left, mm-hmm. and you're just sitting on the can like, Fuck. All right. That's the same feeling Ike has right now, because he's like, what? It's, it's Okay, it's gone now. Yeah. Now all I can do is watch it. Oh. Yeah, which is tough. How many people died on D-Day? So many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot. Um, well, it still went our way, ultimately. Um, yeah. Actually, the, the, the fight at Utah Beach was, was close to um, un- checked at all just basically walked in and took More over less. yeah it was omaha beach was the primary one yeah um i cannot uh describe it to you adequately uh yeah i think your best bet if you weren't there like pretty much i don't think anybody is alive anymore now that was so no i think you have to just go watch saving private ryan and that's oh, your best it's opening scene chance you had to understand it. yeah it's about 15 or 20 minutes of just gore and screaming and you're just a viewer uh, watching you're, a fictional movie. <laughs> I can't imagine what it would have been like to actually, like, especially because, yeah, some of the men died before they even made it to oh. the point where they could fight. So, they, yeah, they would a bring over the these transport ships full of men, Yeah, and they open the doors, and you're facing German the, guns. Big, giant just, fucking beach guns. picking gun. you off. Bam, bam, bam. And people are drowning, and they're running up on the beach trying to figure out what the fuck is happening and it's it's pretty horrific people are looking for their arm that yeah was falling off <laughs> oh my god yeah fucking I, apparently that's Spielberg. a real thing i apparently that, that's based off of a real 
I've heard that, yeah. Somebody wrote down in their notes that survived it later being like they saw a lot of gruesome things and that was one of the things was just a guy was just dazed looking for his own like hand or arm or something. You go into some kind of crazy shock. Oh yeah. And like, oh fuck, I gotta I gotta grab my arm so I can put it back on. Yeah, you're like, oh this isn't good. Yeah. That's, <sighs> that's supposed to be attached. Is well, this supposed to this hasn't always been over here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Of course, I've never been in France before. Maybe that's a thing over here. <laughs> that, hey, any French people here? Is this normal? Hey, we, uh, we, we, we. Oh, I don't know. I don't speak French. Uh, I'm just going to take this home with me. <laughs> hey, what way to America? Do you point me? Help, help, help the whole time, out. just bullets flying over your head. Oh, yeah. You just don't even know. Well, that's, yeah, that's pretty much uh, Omaha Beach. It's horrific. And luckily, I mean, uh, as far as I could tell, the... Um, Saving Private Ryan depiction is close. We just kind of yeah. went in between their their strongholds, went in from the back, and luckily we brought enough men that it, it worked out. Yeah, supposedly there was a few um, vets who were there that when they saw the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan, they said it was accurate as far as what film could depict and as well as oh, it sent some of them into a, uh, you know. They, like a flashback? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And I bet, man, like, I watched it. Um, last night, just to well, cause it's, did you? It's amazing. It's a great movie, <laughs> and yeah, that is a very, very well shot scene. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's Tom Hanks, so I always have a boner for that. Who doesn't? Who doesn't love Tom Hanks? Yeah, Giovanni Ribisi, yeah. Vin Diesel. <laughs> oh shit, I forgot about that. Amazing. Actor. I feel like I was, I feel like it hasn't been that long since I've seen it, but I forgot he's in it. Yeah. Hey, let's go watch it. Okay. This people time has been brought to you by <laughs> Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Go watch it. And the porn version. Saving Ryan's Privates. Oh, nice. I didn't... Also starring uh, Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, after uh, D-Day went well, uh, <laughs> Ike went ashore and, quote, encountered scenes that can only be described by Dante. He said you could walk hundreds of yards over nothing but decaying bodies. Yeah. Yeah. It was rough. Luckily, we made it. Um, he was uh, approached... After this, because now he's a global celebrity. He's the name attached to pushing the German line Cause back. Because they took it. Yeah. Because nobody has pushed their line back yet. And he was a linebacker. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the one that, uh, yeah. Well, he turned down a, an offer for a, um, a movie about him. He's like, oh, no, no thanks. <laughs> and uh, the uh, they, they moved from Normandy. If you watch the show you were talking about from space, you can see they go from Normandy. They go into Paris. Yeah. That goes well. He uh, set up shop there. He loved to go bolster the troops by going out there in person, like bringing only one aid. And like, so he's kind of like uh, a little bit of celebrity status almost. Like he's the guy. Hello. And so everyone's like, fucking hey, yeah. Well, and that was, yeah, like how much. Um, we got Ike on our team. Yeah, how much morale boosting is it to see Ike in a stolen Jeep <laughs> running around like, hey, guys, doing a good job. <laughs> Anybody got any smokes? And uh, in one story, he commandeered a Jeep and, like, didn't totally know where he was and, like, crossed the German line on accident. Like, <laughs> Really? Him and his aide were driving, and they saw, some, a... they saw some guys with guns, and they're like, so I was like, oh, fuck, those are nuts. Back up, back up, back up. <laughs> Beep, beep. <laughs> and Not, to see one here. of them says something like Auschwitz or whatever German <laughs> word, and they're like, "Oh, sure, see ya." They're like, "Fuck Jews, right?" Uh, yep, yeah. yep, uh, yep. <laughs> we're just gonna go this way. And then as they like drive off, one was like, "That was one of our jeeps, right?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, "Was that Ike?" <laughs> That's that guy we see in the news all the time. Nah, no, that'd be crazy. Yeah. 
Let's just let him go. What a toe-faced looking motherfucker. So he, he looks very German. That's I believe pretty him. funny. So he crosses the line. Did he actually see German soldier, soldiers? Or Yeah, he's like, <clears throat> that's how he knew he crossed the line. Oh, my God. Yeah, he saw they were stationed somewhere. He's like, whoa, shit. Back up, back up, back up. And they just went back to their line and, damn, you know, went and ate with them and smoked and bullshitted with them. And he actually liked to look every soldier in the eye if he could. Because he, he said... I'm the guy who's sending you to your potential death. Yeah. Um, you know, have a a minute with them to be like, hey, I'm the guy. I'm the guy who's going to kill you later. <laughs> it's pretty much Dahmer style. Just looking into this soul. Just all you see in a moment. Just a moment. Look at your soul. I'm going to take it away. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. <laughs> it just leaves. What just... Was that Eisenhower? <laughs> um, well, a little bit of context because what inspired me to look into this was Anne Frank, August 4th, which was shortly after uh, they get through the line and start pushing through France. Anne Frank was captured yeah. August 4th. What's the time What's the time difference there? It's two weeks, man. Fuck, dude. Um, before before we get over into Holland where she was. Okay. Uh, which sucks. Um, but a lot of the history that I read from this point... Um, and even in his uh, notes or his, his memoirs from this time, when they are pushing through France and around like Denmark and Holland and Poland into into Germany, yeah, a lot of it is just him fighting with other like commanders, other generals. So he's in charge. Yeah. And he's in charge of a guy named Patton. There's a general named Bradley, and there's an English general named Montgomery. They're constantly infighting. I'm smarter than him. I should be in charge. No, I should have this line. No, we should do this. I want to flank from the south. And Ike is like, shut the fuck up. I'm in charge. Yeah. And he constantly had to threaten to fire them, to resign. Really? Like, his... He just felt like he was surrounded by idiots. Just babies. Yeah. Like, in his Crusade Through Europe memoir... It's so much of crying generals and bitching <laughs> and I'm better than him and Ike having to calm everybody down or threaten well, them. It's just not fair. Well, I just think I just... I'm smart though. Yeah. Let me let me have your job. Because I'm smart. <laughs> like Montgomery constantly, he's the English guy, constantly told Ike like, you're doing a great job. Um, I think I could do better. Oh, man. Kept constantly trying and he, Ike would have to be like, shut the fuck like, up. Step back. Yeah. Well, they finally uh, burst through all the lines. They get up to uh, Antwerp. I forget. <laughs> where Antwerp so, he's in, so he's in Antwerp. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, more infighting. Like, honest to God, if these generals would shut the fuck up and just let Ike be in charge, the war would have been over sooner. Really? But Montgomery would, like, disregard orders and do his own thing. Patent would follow the orders but then go another step like i could be like okay take this city and pat and be like great i'm it's taking like, three more it's like i'm proactive yeah and then he's like dude you're stretching our resource lines knock it off and he'd be like yeah but i think i could have your job and then he has to yell at him and then everybody cries How did he not just get rid of everybody like all right fuck you guys this, this is what from the research i did that shocked me the most was how much he at least this them. war is bickering between generals instead of just like get the fucking job done yeah it was goddamn hilarious it's <laughs> just constantly i could do your job i can do this better you know what i think we should flank from the left you didn't say it. i think it's better i'm smarter than you i'm, I'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it i don't care and it's fucking pathetic well to keep a 
a pretty long story a little bit shorter because I bet we're going a bit here. Hour and a half? Fuck. So they, um, I mean, you know, I don't want to go too much into it. Oh, wait, is this our uh, episode one kind of cliff? We're almost there. Here. We push through um, Belgium. We push through Harlem. We get into the uh, the German line, and it is like August or September of 44, want to do this goddamn thing called Operation Market Garden where we send paratroopers ahead to burn bridges and then send infantry up to cross into Germany. Well, it doesn't fucking work for a lot of different reasons, but essentially Market Garden fucked the war, the war being over in 44. Yeah. And everybody hunkered down for the winter. And that sucked. Yeah. He told Mamie that uh, he, he'd like to think that this mess would be over soon so he could come a running home to her. But uh, he said that it's, unfortunately civilization is not pretty when it resorts to war and has not uh, learned how to get over it yet. Yeah. So he's like, so we're here for another another bit. Shit. So then uh, we get into the Battle of the Bulge, which is the last German offensive. Right. The Germans. So... The guy I mentioned before, Montgomery, thinks that the Germans are going to, like, they have so much behind the line they're going to push through. And Ike is, is convinced that they're decimated. They're getting, yeah. Yeah, he's like, they are going to push through, but it's going to be weak, and we just need to hit them. And Montgomery almost doesn't follow orders. Really? Again? Again. And he's like, no, we need to we need a back pace, and we need to set this whole thing up. So the Battle of Bulge also almost went south because this goddamn Montgomery guy doesn't want to commit well anyway they finally commit Jesus. patent or patent is in the south he's going to be moving up into germany through the ardennes general bradley is in the middle montgomery's on the top and they're just pushing in and uh that's that's what happens yeah we we it's get a famous battle battle of the bulge battle of the bulge is huge and uh you should look that up as much as you look up overlord and you know i'm not a historian and this is about ike personally so i don't right i got some notes about it but yeah, we're going a bit long. It's fine. But uh, they they go in. They cross the Rhine. They uh, The Germans are, as Ike predicted, pretty much just done. They're fucked. Um, they have a pretty serious stronghold in Berlin. But other than that, there's not much going on. Um, the British want to take Berlin for political reasons. They don't want the Russians to take it. Yeah. Uh, the Russians want it, obviously. Ike doesn't give a fuck because he's like, Berlin is not a military target as far as I'm concerned. He's like, the Germans are going to uh, retreat into into uh, Bavaria. And he's right about that. Yeah. Ike is usually right. He's a pretty bright guy. Yeah. Um, so he's like, I just want to chase him to Bavaria and finish this. So he he allows the Russians to take Berlin, which results in the West-East Germany issue that we have throughout the Cold War. Right. So he gets a lot of flack for that, although I think in, I think he's correct. Yeah, he just was, I'm, I'm just here to do this job. I'm here to end the war. Yeah. And he's like, the Russians can take Berlin with the numbers they have. They're closer. I can't. So yeah. it's a political thing for me to go in there, and I'm not playing politics right now. I'm winning a war. Yeah, you don't want to also be trying to start a new war with one of your allies. Especially one that was already kind of an ally that's kind of a little sketchy to begin with. 100%, yeah. Like, the wow. Russians, like, when they took ground away from the Germans, they didn't give it back to the local populace. Like, that's how that's how the USSR started, because yeah. they walk into a place the Germans were in charge of, and now the Russians are in charge. So, 
nobody wanted them to take over Berlin and then have Germany be a communist country of Russia's as well. Yeah. Ike was like, yeah, maybe, but I'm trying to win a war. That's, that's my prerogative. And, um, my president has not told me to take Berlin, so I'm just going to finish the war. There you go. So there's some talk about that. Well, ultimately the Russians do take Berlin. That, that, that happens in East and West Germany is a thing. The Berlin wall with, uh, Reagan pounding on it like, take down this wall. Right. With jelly beans falling out of his mouth. <laughs> well, in uh, April of 1945, some gentleman named Adolf Hitler puts a gun in his mouth. Yeah. And the world clapped simultaneously. Yeah. Nobody even knew why. Everybody just stood up and they were like, this feels better all of a sudden. What happened? Do you feel good? I feel really. This is. <sighs> I feel great. Um. He, uh, so the Germans surrender later that May. Mm-hmm. Um, Ike is quoted as saying, war brought an exhilaration that you feel everywhere you go. It's the matching of wits in intellectual and spiritual conquest. But to quote Robert E. Lee, it's, it's good that war is so terrible. Otherwise we would grow too fond of it. seems like we kind of still are a little too fond of it. Obviously it's too much. Still have hard ons for it. Yeah. yeah. Any war is a little too much war, but I get it. Yeah. Um, well, post-war, he, he tours Europe like a fucking rock star. I mean, he's like Oprah in the 80s. He's just, everybody's, everybody. Ike is the fucking man. Um, he heavily documents the Holocaust because he correctly predicts that there are people who will say it's fake. Really? He's, he did say that? Yeah, well, once he saw how, how he horrific that? it was, he was like, No one's going to believe people this People may shit. not believe this. Because it's so bad? Exactly. And here, I seen plenty of people that don't believe it it's a it's amazing to me cost deniers it's yeah and luckily because people didn't want to take pictures of it It it's too horrific yeah they didn't want to and so ike actually gave commands to like take film take pictures get uh um witness accounts like document a lot of it because later people aren't gonna believe that this happened that's insane dude so good on ike for recognizing that he's a he's a sharp guy um this isn't part of art, but I just want to mention it because it sucks. Um, right after the fucking war ends in 1945 in December, Patton is part of the occupation of Germany, and he gets in a car accident and just dies. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, that's such a bummer for I his just, sake. Yeah, I just mentioned that. But that's hilarious because isn't he one of the ones that wasn't obeying orders and shit? No, he was an asshole. Ah. He was a pain in Ike's ass. But a really big fucking personality who I'd like to do a a people time on at some point. I just mentioned that because he's such a big personality who just... That's such a bummer. He just got in a car wreck the next... That's it. Hey, wear your seatbelts, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Do they even have seatbelts back then? Shit, it's the 40s. Are I don't those know. War Jeeps? I doubt it. Yeah, probably not. I've seen MASH. They don't have seatbelts. I love those. MASH. And that's in like this. That's supposed to be based off NOM. Uh, Korea. Korea, you're right. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. Which is part of the story on part two. Shit, yeah. So Ike is 54. The war is over. He spent the whole time writing his wife and dreaming about retirement. He just wants to sit in a warm place and fish. That's yeah. He kept telling her that so many times. Well, he's in uh he's in Russia when the draw or the bomb is dropped. Uh, uh fat in, boy. Fat boy? Yeah. Yeah. And uh he wanted to retire. Fat and, man, one of them. It's, it's it's I think it's little boy and fat man. Yeah. I think is what it is. So, yeah, he wanted to retire and just call it um but dot 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 next time on people time yeah all right well uh we're gonna go ahead and release the next long episode so you guys can join on right away after you are done listening to this although you know 
Or whatever. Yeah. Whatever I'm you exhausted, got exhausted, man. Eisenhower is just too much. <laughs> we have a whole other episode for this fucking toe face. Yeah. Hey, we'll tune in. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. It's still good. Yeah. yeah. I, I promise. It's good. <laughs> oh, this is the worst. So tune in after. <laughs> the stupidest goddamn. Hey, click subscribe. <laughs> Actually... Uh, don't forget to tell your grandparents about us and show them how to give us a rating on iTunes. Yeah. Five stars. Please. Whatever you feel. Any st- Whatever you feel is right. Yeah. Search in your heart. And feel free to leave a comment about anyone that you would like us to research and do people time on oh. because we will gladly do it. We Fuck, love this yeah. shit. We'll do anybody. We won't do your Uncle Ricky unless yeah. there's a book written about him. And, and he- there is not. Because he's a drunk. And he can't also be written by him. That's just him going to the bar and stuff. I don't know. I might read that. Might be cool. <laughs> Went to the bar and saw Becky again. So, fucked her in the bathroom again. Uh, Sharon came in. She was not happy about it. I told Sharon, hey, Sharon, <laughs> you should get your gun. You are mind your own goddamn business. So, I took some shots. And some peanuts. I love them peanuts, man. So my old boss from the concrete company called and <laughs> told me I'm a douchebag. Anyway, this is, uh, we'll do your Uncle Rick if that's real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next episode coming up right now if you want. Part two, yeah. You can, yeah, just click it. Just click it, dude. Yeah. And subscribe. Hey, hey, click it. Hey, 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 click it. Hey, thanks again for listening to one of our podcasts. Be sure to catch our next one that's coming out. Thank you. People time. People time. Hey, click on the next one and subscribe, bitch. <laughs>